Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, this is Polly. Thanks for joining me. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy, and tis the season for gratitude, right? I think it's always the season for gratitude. I talk about it from different angles all the time because it's been transformative for me. After years of avoiding this simple practice, because I thought it was too easy, a little too woo-woo for me, I stumbled across some research by Robert Emmons and others just 10 or 15 years ago. Maybe more than that now. It seems like I've uh, been around a while. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing, I guess, right? That's much better than the alternative. In any event, I started reading about all this, and I thought, well, give thanks, show appreciation. Okay, that's a nice thing to do. Um, but I didn't give a lot of credence to it until I started looking at the studies from Emmons, psycho- other psychologists, neuroscientists, and they could really see changes in the brain and body of people who practiced gratitude regularly. But other than that, gratitude made the people in the moment feel a whole lot better. They started sleeping better. They had less stress, lower blood pressure, and less hostility and anger and upset. They had better relationships. This is the real practical stuff where the rubber meets the road. Gratitude is the thing that can take you out of a difficult moment and settle you into a different, better, more uplifting emotional place so you can get through, right? Isn't that what we all need to do? I mean, you know, tis the season for gratitude, but tis also the season for political upheaval and stress and pandemic holidays and these new normals we're trying to figure out, which strains things even more this time of year. So if we can take on a simple practice that makes us a healthier, happier person, no matter what's going on around us, I am all for it. It just took me a while to get into the game. So maybe that's why I keep coming back to this in different ways, because it shows up everywhere. It's an easy thing to practice wherever you are. And I think it's going to improve your life the very first time. Okay, so what are we talking about here? Gratitude is the expression of appreciation for what you have, right? It's emotion and it's a practice. What happens is when we're in a a good place, when we're appreciative of something, we feel this goodness and this warmth coming up. We feel appreciation, right? That happens spontaneously. Somebody cooks us a dinner, somebody brings us flowers, or we get a compliment at work, or our husband or wife does something special or important, and we get this sense of goodness. We feel good, and that changes the biochemistry in our body. So that kind of stuff, that kind of good feeling strengthens relationships, Brain scans of people assigned a task that induced this feeling of gratitude show that the brain was changed by this expression, right? This feeling. Gratitude changes our brain, and those changes make us more sensitive to positive emotion, 
to experiencing more gratitude. In other words, gratitude primes our brain to see more goodness in the world. Now, we are wired with this negativity bias. We've talked about it before. It keeps us on alert. It, it helps us perceive threats, quickly perceive threats. And then we can often dive into that fight or flight mode, right? But often we're in the sustained sense of threat when no threat exists. So we have higher rates of cortisol, higher levels of cortisol circulating through our bodies that leads to inflammation, chronic illness, all these other things. We feel a stress in our everyday world. We go into this alert state and we stay there. And it, that kind of stress is making us sick. What I'm telling you is that gratitude affects the part of the brain that experiences positive emotions. And it heightens us so that we're able to perceive gratitude and goodness more readily. It starts to change our brain in a way that helps us to see more goodness in the world. That's a good thing, right? So not only do you get the bang for your buck when you're experiencing gratitude or sharing it with another, you feel better in the moment, but it also changes the biochemistry in your body to help you manage stress. It lowers your blood pressure, improves your immune function. People who regularly practice gratitude uh, get fewer colds and flu viruses, which might not be a bad thing to practice right now for a whole lot of reasons, right? But it also primes you to experience better feelings in the future. So how do we get grateful, especially in the time of all this cray cray. It's not easy to wake up in the morning and turn on the news and hear all these things happening and feel gratitude. So that's the first tip, right? Turn off that news or at least don't start your day with it. I start my day with a gratitude practice. It's part of my morning ritual. It's a huge part of my morning ritual. What that looks like is I sit down, I write my morning pages and I spend five or 10 minutes at the end of that process, making a list of the things I'm grateful for, a gratitude list. Each day, I try to write five different things. Although I could be grateful for coffee every morning, <laughs> I try not to put it down every morning. So I'm grateful for my ability to hear the purring of my cat. That's one of the things I put down this morning. I was grateful for the quiet time to write. I'm grateful for my fountain pen. Let's see. I'm grateful for duck football. I love duck football and, and they're playing a little bit now. I'm grateful for that. I'm, you see where this is going. I'm grateful for my black sweats. I love my black sweats. It doesn't matter what you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be earth shattering, huge, massive things. It can be, but it can also be the little things that you're grateful for because they make your life better or more comfortable or happier. The point of the practice is to write it down, to take a minute to notice the things you're grateful for, to list them down. And after each item I put down, I take a minute to take it in. So it'll be like this. I am grateful for my hot mug of coffee. And then after I write that, I will sit there and just think about it. Just for a few seconds, take in the positive energy and emotion that comes. So what would you put on your gratitude list today? Think about it just for a second. What's one thing right now that you're grateful for? Say it out. Blurt it out. Blurt it out. I, I, won't, I won't tell anyone. 
You don't have to share this list with anyone. There's no right or wrong way to do it. The important thing is to write down the item, to identify the item, then write it down, right? And then take in the good feeling. People who do this, studies have shown, are better able to cope with the everyday stress and they experience greater levels of resilience. So they recover faster from challenge and illness and other adversity. Experiencing gratitude leads to increased feelings of connectedness, improved relations, and even a tendency to give to others, altruism. This makes sense because when I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about something my husband did that I am so grateful for, the other day he cleaned out the gutters, that is not a job I want, that is not a job I could do. I'm so grateful that he cleaned out the gutters for me and I sat there and I felt more appreciative of him and less irritated, (laughs) right? And I shared that with him. I shared that appreciation. Thank you for doing this. And he felt better too. We came together in that moment. So this makes total sense to me. So that's one way to get at it. I think writing a gratitude list by hand on paper is the most powerful way to do this. And it doesn't have to be hard. Five sentences. Challenge yourself to find something new every day and you'll spend the entire day looking for something new to write. And that's fun. I I will have things happen in my day and I'll be like, ah, boom, I've got one for tomorrow right? It's a nice way to start the day. In a study by Robert Emmons, he found that gratitude practice like this boosts happiness by 25%. Now, we all have a happiness set point, right? Neuroscientists know that 50% of our ability to experience happiness, it's innate. We're born with it. But that leaves a whole 50% based on our choices and our circumstances and the things we do. So gratitude increases that happiness level. He studied this in three groups. One group was asked to every day for 10 weeks to write down a list of five things they were grateful for. Group number two was asked to write down five things they're upset about. And group number three just wrote about events. Nothing good, nothing bad, non-judgmental. But at the end of the 10 weeks, the differences between the groups were really profound. The group who wrote down the five things they were grateful for were healthier. They were happier. They felt better about their entire lives, and they were more optimistic about the future. When we're optimistic, we tend to take actions that move us in the direction we want to go, the outcomes we want. And that's healthy for us, too. And people who regularly list their gratitude also sleep better, which uh, we all need to sleep better, right? I don't know anyone who's sleeping well right now. I don't know. The study's inconclusive on that. But I would imagine that when we practice gratitude and we're more turned on to the good things that are working in our lives and in the world, that we're less stressed and able to relax better. So make your gratitude list every day, either first thing in the morning or when you go to bed. That's going to be our Simply Start today. Write down five things you're grateful for. I am grateful for coffee. Boom. I am grateful for my cat. Boom. Whatever it is, do it. Five things once a day. 
and keep this going. Give it three weeks and see how you feel. See if you start noticing more things popping up in your life that you're grateful for. And track me down. You can tweet me at PL Campbell or contact me at www.pollycampbell.com and let me know what you're grateful for or what you're learning from the practice. I think you'll find it's a positive way to start and end the day. And at least you're going to feel better in the moment. And that's good. We deserve that right? We are worth that. We can feel good in our lives starting right now. Okay, what's another way? You're going to keep your gratitude list. Or what about a practice of writing thank you notes to others? Go back and listen to the podcast we did several months ago with the author Nancy Davis Coe. She wrote the book called The Thank You Project. And every week for a year, she sent a thank you note to somebody who she was grateful for, somebody who had made a positive impact on her in her life. One week it was her father and and there were teachers and favorite bands, all sorts of people. And while she rarely heard back, the practice changed how she went through her own life. She started seeing opportunities to feel grateful all the time, started to think about her connection to other people and how they uplifted her. And the book is about how the practice changed her, regardless of what it did for the people she sent the letter to. Can you imagine how happy it would feel and how good it would feel to open up the mail and have a a personalized letter appreciating you for something you did, but also feels good to write those? Because to write a thank you note, we have to notice what someone else did what someone else shared and gave to us and how it affected us in a good way. That makes everybody feel good. So write thank you notes. That's a way to access your feelings of gratitude. Take a moment to think about the people who have inspired you and what made them significant in your life. I do this from time to time. I have a great mentor, Sally Joe, who really taught me after college how to be a professional writer. She was so patient and wise and never patronizing or demeaning. And it's in large part due to her that uh, I've had a career that's been meaningful to me. And I'm grateful for her. And I've told her that. But there's also times when I think about this tribe of women in my lives, these older women who loved me from the time I was a little kid to now as a middle-aged woman and who supported me along the way. And when I think of those people who are dear to me, um, many of them have passed on, but when I think of them, I feel grateful and that makes me feel good. Another way to practice gratitude comes at it from a little other side and that's the mental subtraction. Imagine what your life would be like if some great event hadn't occurred. Imagine what your life would be like if you'd never met your partner or never had your child or never met your best friend at college or never met your current manager at this job that you love or the job that gave you an opportunity to further yourself, right? We don't always love every circumstance around our lives. And gratitude is not going to step in and all of a sudden wipe away all the challenges we face or all the bad feelings. It's not what we're suggesting. It's just making sure that the good feelings get equal time. And so often we're tuned into what isn't working that we forget how much is working. Gratitude helps balance those scales a little bit. So engage in mental subtraction. Sometimes it looks like this for me. I will come out in the morning and I will find coffee grounds all over the counter because 
my partner has made coffee for me. And this makes me crazy. Not the coffee making part. I love that. But the coffee grounds all over the counter. Seriously, people, am I the only one in the entire house that will ever wipe down the counter? So I will get crazy and I will go sit over there and do my morning pages and do my routine and be writing about how incensed I am that nobody can wipe off the counters or the coffee grounds. Or if you're going to make the coffee, clean up after yourself. Well, when I did this mental subtraction exercise, I recognized that if he wasn't around to make a mess on my counter, I probably wouldn't be as comfortable and as happy as I am now. Okay. That doesn't mean we don't have challenges. Hello. We don't have perfection going on. over. We're not even aiming. We're not even aiming for perfection. Right. But it means that there are days, not every day, that I can find a way to overlook the mess on the counters because I'm truly grateful that he's here to make the coffee. Right. So what would it happen if your life had missed out on some positive event? What would happen if the frustrations weren't there in your life, because it would probably mean the loss of something that you truly are grateful for. A little contrasting never hurt anyone. Okay. So those are some ways to get into this sense of gratitude. Here's a couple other things I do. I do a gratitude walk. Uh, Because I'm a writer, I sit at my desk all the time, too long. And I have rheumatoid arthritis. I get really stiff and I have a very hard time walking if I don't get up and move. So I set a chime on my phone and on my best days when I'm focused on it, when that chime goes off, I'll get up and I'll go walking around the house. So I started to use that walk around the house as a gratitude walk. And I'll take a hundred steps or 50 steps or whatever I'm in the mood for that day. And as I walk, as I take a deliberate step, I will mention something in my mind, or sometimes I do this aloud, but usually I just say it quietly to myself, something I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the carpet on the floor. I'm grateful for my tennis shoes. Take another step. I'm grateful for this water. Take another step. I'm grateful for hot water. Take another step. I'm grateful for the breath in my body, right? And I just rattle things off with each step I take. So I'm both moving my body and I'm exercising my brain and my spirit. Another thing we do in this house is we have a gratitude jar on the table. Um, It's just in a mason jar that has a lid and I have post-it notes in there. And members of this household can take out a post-it note, write something they're grateful for and stick it in the jar. And we read those post-it notes on New New Year's Eve every year. We don't even put names on them, but you pop it in. If something happens in the moment that you're grateful for, write it on a post-it. You experience the list-making feeling there, right? You experience noticing the gratitude and pop it in the jar. And it's been really fun. It's been kind of a time capsule because when you're grateful for something, it marks a moment in time. When we read those on New Year's Eve, it's interesting to go back and look at the good things that happened during the year, okay? And we also do a gratitude blurt from time to time at the dinner table or wherever. Well, somebody will just say, what's your goodness for today? And then we go around and everybody has to share or gets to share a goodness for the day. Um, and that that's interesting way to hear what your family members or friends are thinking too. I've done this with friends as well. And it's something that uh, I appreciate it. The bottom line is practice gratitude. Build this into your day. In the very beginning, I had to write it into my 
schedule because I was not attentive to this. Until I got in the habit, I wrote it in to make sure I did it every day. And and now it just goes on all day long and it lifts me up and it feels good. So it's become an easy thing to do. Make it easy for yourself. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry who you're with. Don't worry what you say. You can be grateful for the smallest thing or the biggest thing. The, The challenge to you is to create a habit out of this. Do this for the next 30 days and let me know what you do and what you feel like. You can uh, let me know via my contact form on polycampbell.com. You can join our newsletter there too, where we talk about gratitude and agility and optimism and how I got through election week and everything else. So it's like a pep talk in your inbox every week. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty section today where I talk about one of my favorite practices or things or items. And this time, my Simply Nifty is a practice. I want you to get your own pack of Post-its and write gratitude notes and leave them for yourself and others around the house. So write something you're grateful for in your own life and stick it on your mirror. Or write something you're grateful for from your your daughter or son or your partner and put it on their pillow or on their bathroom mirror or on their lunchbox or whatever it is they use. Once in a while, uh, I'll put something on my daughter's keyboard in the morning when she gets up, something that I'm grateful for or a thank you note to her, something that she's brought to my life that I'm grateful for. I write it on a post-it and I stick them all over the house. It makes me feel good to do it and reminds me uh, what's going on here in the world that feels good. And it makes others feel good to get them. And when I get one or when I leave myself a note, like, hey, I'm grateful you went for a workout today. I'm grateful you you can move your body. It reminds me that there's a lot of good stuff going on. And that is worth experiencing because we all have these ups and downs and we have had plenty of heart important to balance the scales and remember about the plenty of good that's out there in the world too. And when we do that, not only will we feel healthier, but we're more likely to connect with others and share our appreciation for them. So it uplifts other people too, right? Start your gratitude practice today. When we build this in and make it a part of our regular life, our daily life, not just at Thanksgiving time, it will help us all live well, do good, and be happy.
Africa.